Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Startup Soiree podcast. This is your host, Patrick Reif. Uh, I am bringing it to you from the offices of What Works Today uh, and What Weekly, cohabitating. Uh, I'm sitting here with Justin Allen, uh, the co-founder of the What Empire. Um, some of you remember that we spoke to his partner in crime, Brooke, way, way back in the early years of the podcast. Um, so I'm excited to have Justin on today. However, we're going to be talking about a much different project. Hopefully many of you have caught wind of what's about to happen here in Baltimore. Uh, Brooke and Justin have been conspiring to do something kind of revolutionary for our city uh, with the intention of having it turn into an annual celebration uh, of the arts, uh, albeit in a new way that really harnesses the conversation that exists between arts and music and technology and I guess cities. So um, I certainly am not going to be the one to describe it. So without further ado, Justin, welcome to the Startup Soiree podcast. Thank you. Um, so to get right into it, why don't you, you know, I know I've heard a, a little bit of the of the shot of inspiration of, of how you guys landed on this idea, but why don't, why don't we open it up there and, and talk about what the, the nexus of inspiration was for Light City? I think um, Light City is a continuation of the work that we do around highlighting positive things happening in Baltimore, which started around 2010. And uh, you know, as long as I've lived in Baltimore, uh, for over 15 years now, I've always thought that <clears throat> Baltimore had one of the densest populations of creative people of anywhere I've ever been. So in 2010, when Brooke and I got together, we started thinking about how can we create a platform to elevate that and show the world and expand the narrative of Baltimore because Baltimore is often seen in one particular light and there's a lot more to the city than that. So the journey really began with What Weekly Magazine, which <clears throat> to date we've published over 3,000 stories, positive stories about people doing great things in the city. And at a certain point, we wondered to ourselves, what else can we do to show the world how awesome Baltimore is? So, you know, we were going to a lot of conferences, we were going to festivals all over the country, and at a certain point we realized that events can have a transformational effect, a transformational effect on how you feel, how people feel about a city, how people feel about a place. And a lot of times we left those situations feeling really inspired and motivated to go out and do good work. So we started brainstorming on how do we bring something like that to Baltimore and how do we do it on a huge scale. So over the years, since about 2010, we looked at a lot of different models, a lot of different festivals around the world. And uh, two or three years ago, we started to see um, large-scale light festivals in uh, Europe and in Asia. But the one that really stood out was uh, Vivid Sydney. And the reason why it stood out is because it was actually developed as an economic development platform for Australia, who had a similar problem to uh, Baltimore. They were, a lot of their manufacturing was going offshore, and they needed to prop up their creative industries because a lot of their industry was, was mining and exporting uh, heavy industry. So they developed a festival that was engineered and designed to really create new industry in uh, Australia. So that really got us thinking about how we could take a similar idea and bring it here. All right. So, 
you know, that's the impetus for the idea. And I know there have been a lot of years of hard work in, in the minutia of figuring out how to bring something like this to a municipality that is massive, like Baltimore is. Um, but I feel like that's kind of the, the, the background talk and maybe wouldn't be the best place for us to capitalize on our conversation. So what can, what can Baltimoreans expect out of, out, of, out of the experience, out of the whole thing? You know, like what, maybe you wanna talk about the three different kind of like wings of it and, and how it's gonna, you know, hit the city. Sure, um, I mean, generally from a 30,000 foot view, it is, uh, it is a grand collaboration of a lot of different people who have a lot of passion for the city and they're really putting their heart and soul into it. Uh, more specifically, there are three pillars. There's uh, light, music, and uh, innovation. The light is, um, it's a 1.5 mile light walk of light art installations, projections, all kinds of amazing um, art done by mostly artists here in Baltimore, but there are some national and international artists uh, participating. Music, there'll be six nights of music and performances. There'll be 50 concerts and 100 performances. So there'll be roving performers and performers at the amphitheater at the Inner Harbor. Um, the Baltimore Rock Opera Society is doing something at the War Memorial. And then during the day, there will be uh, six days of innovation conferences. There will be uh, a conference on uh, social innovation, health innovation, sustainability, and uh, creative innovation. Those innovation conferences will be trying to answer the question, how do we become a more responsible and equitable society? And all of them are dedicated towards uh, powering social change. While we're celebrating all of the amazing things happening in Baltimore, we don't want to pretend that everything's fine. We want to have real conversations about how people can participate and be a part of the process to make the city reach its full potential. So in terms of where... Um Vivid Sydney is that what you said the name of that that right. festival is so um, one of the, th the spots that I can't not acknowledge the opportunity being is how um, that program was put together with um, an economic uh, intention in terms of how it's going to impact the country and how it's going to impact the city um, and you know obviously a lot of those opportunities are here in Baltimore, but also there's a lot that is happening around that right. to bring that kind of attention and that kind of potential to our city right now. Um, you know, you guys are involved in it in much deeper ways than just this one thing. This just happens to be your like strongest effort that you're making so far to right. year to date. But, you know, we're working on similar things on the Startup Story platform. Like it's very much always had that kind of com common conversation about as business people, who start to get our feet under us, how do we make sure that we're positively impacting the city and helping it to grow in like a very progressive manner. Um, so I'm curious how you see, how you see it kind of tucking in in that manner to Baltimore right now. Light city? Yeah. Um, I feel like there's been a ton of momentum heading in this direction for a long time. What we're doing here isn't in something that other people haven't talked about doing. Um, there's been a lot of interest in this sort of transformational uh, event. Um, we just figured out a way to package it and um, sell it to the community in a way that we could actually raise the money to make it happen. So I don't think that, I, I think, let me back up for a second. I think the opportunity here is to create this event to sort of break down these silos because I know that you're doing things with Startup Soiree and we're doing things with Well Weekly and there's the Impact Hub and there's all these other 
uh, great organizations like Baltimore Corps and Thread and people moving the city forward and, and, and trying to um, create impact and create change. I think that Light City is an opportunity for all of us to come out of our silos for six days and meet each other on a, you know, what is sort of the, the center of our city, the heart of our city, the, the inner harbor, although it's, you know, it's often thought of as a place where um, that's, that's dedicated towards tourists. You know, part of this is us saying, hey, this is our harbor. This is our promenade. Let's do a festival for us here. And let's bring everybody down here and, and, and think of it as the old sort of like marketplace in, in older cities. That's, that's how we think about the inner harbor is that is where... You know, if you go there on any 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 given weekend uh, during the summer, it's the most diverse gathering of people in the city. So, um, so we think of Light City as as an opportunity for this grand collaboration, as this this grand coming together, and hopefully, it will spread out of the Inner Harbor into the other neighborhoods and have an impact throughout the city. So, um, well put. Well put. I mean, I think that's one of the things that we have, you know, it's, it's funny how much, uh, how, how common the word silos has become in the last year, but it's really great that I think Baltimore is starting to recognize how significant that issue is here. And I always, um, I always talk about it being like the malaise of Washington, D.C., that has had its impact on Baltimore, why we operate in silos the way that we do. You know, I came... Um, I came up playing music in like the 90s, you know, when Baltimore bands like couldn't go to D.C. very easily, but D.C. bands came to Baltimore all the time, and there was always this kind of, um, you know, I don't know, maybe maybe shoulder chip about that, and I think that what that did was it made the creative uh, nucleuses that were around town really want to circle the wagons because it was one of those things where you wanted to protect what you had built because... You know, like no, nothing sucks worse than like inviting somebody over and then not like inviting you back. So like it, it breeds that kind of like circle the wagons. Let's make sure that we at least keep our camp really strong and really creative and doing something good. Um, but on the other side of it, what ends up happening is we're not having common conversations and we're not providing an opportunity for the rest of the world to perceive our city. And, you know, a lot of times uh, for better or for worse, um, it's important to have context, right? And to have like a, a kind of continuity that flows through a lot of ideas that are happening because that's how, um, you know, that's how markets kind of start to operate, right? You know, like Silicon Valley has traits and characteristics that are unique to it. And it's different than Boston's innovation district. And it's different than what like Singapore is about. Like people come to expect certain things and it helps to harness the potential of those areas. Um, so whatever, running off at the mouth. In terms of, I, I was thinking that would be really fun to, I know that all of the all the programming is near and dear to you, and I'm not asking you to single out specific things, but there must be things that you just personally are really, really looking forward to that are going to happen during during the, the week of, of events. Are there any things specific that you would want to share? So, um... It is a huge undertaking, and I have to be honest, I'm not even familiar with everything that's happening. I've been informed of it, but I have not retained it all. Uh, but what's interesting is that my boy is three years old now, and we've been working on this the entire time he's been alive, and he knows the logo. He's known the logo for months. He sees it. He says, Light City. He, um, he loves the video that we created. 
uh, a couple of years ago. He asked to, to watch it all the time. The thing that I'm looking forward to is I'm going to take him down there one night. And because he's three years old, this is going to be uh, the time in his life when he starts forming long-term memories. And his memory of Baltimore, his earliest memories are going to be of Light City. And that's how he's going to perceive the city. So that effect, I think, that can happen for a lot of folks. I think, um, you know, there, there are going to be kids coming down to some of the youth programming and, and uh, stuff happening in the neighborhoods that is going to start to impress upon people and start to, uh, start to inform how they perceive the city in a new way. So, um, yeah, taking, taking my boy down there to see the lights is going to be, that's the thing I look forward to the most. It's pretty amazing the way um, parenthood can influence um, your desires and what type of impact that you're going to have because all of a sudden you can start to look at, uh, you can start to look at the lifeline of, of the space that you're in in a much different place than the period of time that you're going to occupy it for. You know, like one of the things that I keep coming back to is that I really would like to be part of the kind of change and the kind of long-term plan that I know that I won't see come to fruition and getting to a place where you're comfortable with that and realizing that that's a good thing, that you're laying down things that are going to be carried out long after you're gone and that they're going to continue to be better long after you're gone. You know, those are the kind of, I think those are the kind of plans that we really need to be put in place, and particularly in a lot of mid-sized American cities that are yet to figure out how they transition to kind of like, you know, like a, a progressive market behavior and, and climb out from under, you know, kind of like the the Hulk of steel or or you know like kind of old heavy manufacturing that you know that Baltimore is built from. You know, Baltimore is built from that old infrastructure stuff and when it disappears it left a big hole and we have to right. figure out how to like yeah I don't necessarily think it's something that we won't see in our lifetime I think you know there's a documentary coming out about New York it's a, I think it's called NYC 1981 where the city was on the brink of uh, bankruptcy and getting mugged was just a common occurrence mm-hmm. and Manhattan was you know it was largely abandoned and um, kind of disgusting and if they can figure out a way around um, that kind of challenge, I think we can as well. I, you know, Baltimore has a, a ton of assets. I think um, the challenges that we face are, are totally solvable. People have solved them in other places. It just it just takes the will to solve them. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of you know, I know that there is probably not a lot of, or maybe there is. I shouldn't assume. Uh, I'm sure you guys are focused a lot on executing this first one right now. Um, but the intention is for this to be an annual event, correct? Right. Uh, which means that uh, an event of this capacity, <laughs> planning for, for number two probably started six months ago. Mm-hmm. What is that like in terms of figuring out how to get, I mean, between year four and five will probably be a little bit easier to be like, this is how it works. But I'm sure between negative year one by, by a month right. and year two must be a pretty gnarly spot to be in well I'm, I'm just to be honest I'm just completely focused on year one some people are thinking about year two I know uh, some of the fundraising for year two happened a while ago I'm mostly focused on uh, attendance to the conferences right now mm-hmm. um, I think a year we had I don't know 
we're doing four conferences and I think the timeline to plan them was like maybe six months it was kind of ridiculous so uh, if we can get through year one um, feeling good about it we'll have an entire year to think about whatever's next um, whether or not we do something smaller or bigger or uh, change up the innovation part of the, of the festival who knows but we'll definitely have a, a much longer time to think about it than we did the first time so in terms of um, demographic you know who are you guys seeking to attract uh, and what portion of that is Baltimore versus the, the rest of the world so year one I think um, generally speaking we're thinking regionally for the overall lights program and uh, the lights and the music Brooke has a cousin up in Lancaster Pennsylvania and she's telling her that she has friends that have no connection to Baltimore or to us who are talking about coming to Light City, um, which is actually really awesome. That's exactly what we wanted uh, to happen, is to people to feel welcome to come down to the city and celebrate with us. Um, so that's mostly regional. Um, as far as the conferences go, that's also regional, but we really see it as an opportunity for the business community and the change maker community to come together and uh, come together on common ground and create momentum to push forward to next year, to to get inspired, to get excited about you know all the possibilities, all the new connections, all the networks, all the breaking down of silos, all the great things that are happening that um, you you just don't hear about enough. And I, I'm actually surprised a lot of times. I'll read my own publication, which I don't. Uh, I don't handle all the editorial that comes through, but sometimes um, I'll read a story about somebody or something that's completely amazing, and I had no idea what's happening here in Baltimore. So I think a light city is is that times ten in in person. You yeah. know what I mean? Where you can shake hands and look somebody in the eye and have really great conversations, and then can you know start to start to strategize how you can use that over the next year to move whatever you're working on forward or whatever the city needs forward but to do better work and to uh to to be motivated to to kick ass in the next year so i know um i know that you're working with our business partners rachel and jess closely yeah, they're awesome. to help them to help man so yeah they're they're incredible um high five ladies um and I know that we're uh, we're talking with doing some kind of innovative registration stuff for the conference section of it. But what I really want to highlight is, um, you know, like takes takes uh, takes a whole community to to raise something up. And I think right. that what's been really cool is as you guys are getting closer to the date, like the sponge is expanding quicker and it's sucking in resources at, at a pretty steady clip because at the end of the day, you do need like so much stuff to come together. And I think that that's been a very, uh, that's been a very cool like behind the scenes, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, I don't know, magnet if you will. Like it's definitely creating this this vacuum and it's pulling people together and right. it's kind of creating this like, this like late late term thing. And it's it's interesting, right? Because it provides two things. One, it's engaging, or three things. Uh, is engaging the business community and it's engaging the resources and the creatives that are around to harness their energy to put into this thing, which is important, right? It's important that it's not just a few people that are trying to present this thing so much as our entire community saying like, look, we are all up to great things and this is what those things look like when we work really hard to put things together. 
Um, but it's also really bundling in that sense of kind of like that familial sense around the way that things kind of always happen in Baltimore, right? Like Baltimore very much is a super tight knit place. Mm -hmm. Um, even with our silos, it's still a pretty tight knit place. Uh, so it feels very fitting to me that a lot of the finishing, a lot of the like polishing up is going to be, you know, like that's how shit comes together. Right. You know, it's like in Baltimore when you're like, trying to get an event, get the doors open, and there's like two things left and three people show up early, they're like, I'll spread tablecloths or like, right, right. I'll wipe dust off. Um, I'm curious a little bit about about that, if that was something that is just a byproduct of kind of being in the weeds or if it was intentional. Um, it's a byproduct, but I also have to say that as long as we've been pitching this, um, the response has been remarkable. So we haven't had any lack of uh, people coming to the fore and, and offering to help. So it's 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 difficult to keep up with all of it. Um, I mean, I think the working team right now has to be, it has to be probably 50 or 100 people. Wow. Several of whom I've probably never met. So, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, that's the remarkable thing about the, the whole entire Light City project is that, um, you know, when Brooke and I first got the vision down on paper and, and packaged it in such a way that other people could get it. The business community and the people who make decisions in the city saw the potential. They scooped it up right away. They pushed us along. They opened doors. They, you know, a, a lot of the things that we heard early on is like, you're never going to raise enough money to do something like this. Um, but they humored us anyway. And we just kept knocking on doors and knocking on doors. But the support that we garnered over time, it's just... You know, one person at a time, one person who has a network at a time. And eventually we've created this this huge community that's probably going to come together and meet for the first time in, to in totality in, in March. So, it's the, yeah, it's actually pretty, it's, it's pretty spectacular when you think about it. It's that it's it's the proof of the like the net net build, right? Right. You know, like you're like, oh, we, how can we ever do this? Like we can't scale, like we can't scale it, but like eventually you can and sometimes it's not important to be able to do it like that it's like sometimes you just have to have a bajillion one-on-one -on -one conversations yes. and at the end of it if you you know like if you do a good job in each one of those conversations then they compound you know like there's mm -hmm. always that multiplier when you're sincere and that's you know that's what we got on our side right is that we're sincere about what we're trying to do and what we're trying to accomplish and when that's the case then you know that every every time you talk that it is going to have a greater influence than just that one person. It's right. just not so easily quantifiable. You have to figure out a way to get them excited enough that they want to talk about it. Right. It's because word of mouth is, is way more powerful than any PR or advertising. Totally. But, you know, an actual sincere conversation where somebody feels motivated to go out and, and advocate on your behalf because they believe in what you're doing and what you're doing resonates. All right. Um, I feel like we got the, the fuzzy details. Why don't you tell us the dates? March 28th to April 2nd. And tell us how everyone that is out there listening, uh, how can they get involved and how can they follow along? I think um, going to the conferences, number one, is, is really important because this is, this is sort of the coming together of the Baltimore business community, the change maker community, the nonprofit community, we're all coming together. We're all going to share in this moment. We're all, you know, we've all been sort of in these parallel movements, 
but the conferences are, are when we're going to come and have really important conversations and, and, and make relationships happen that are going to help congeal the one movement that is going to move the city forward. Besides that, if you're interested in volunteering, you can get a hold of me and I'll put you in touch with the folks at BOPA or you can go directly to BOPA. Um, and if you're interested in either presenting for next year or uh, suggesting or um, pitching an idea for an art installation, just look out for the calls for entry, which will be coming out sometime after April. And what's the best place to follow along socially? Uh, so there's a Light City general Facebook and Twitter, and there's also a Light City U, which is conference and innovation focused uh, Facebook and Twitter. And also on Instagram too. There is. I don't think it's that active yet. Okay. Because we haven't really um, had a festival yet. Yep. But it will be. But it will do, be. But during. So even people that are outside and right. aren't going to make it in, a cool way to follow along while it's happening in real time could yeah. be the Instagram. Well, the best way, and, and one of the things, one of the reasons why the Light Festival really struck us is because, you know, I was looking through Dig one day and I saw the Opera House lit up um, with these projections in Sydney. And... At the same time, Brooke was looking at Facebook, and she had a friend who's a photographer in Sydney, and he was shooting this stuff. So through multiple feeds, all of these brilliant photos were coming to us from all over the, from halfway around the world. So when you go to Light City, take lots of pictures, tag at Baltimore, tag at Light City, send it out over the world, let the entire world know how spectacular our city is. Killer, awesome, um, and buy tickets. And buy tickets. Buy tickets to the conference. So. Right. Um, for everyone listening out there, if you're on the Startups Worry mailing list, um, the Light City organizers have graciously extended a sweet special for Startups Worry members. So I would encourage you um, to get tickets to this incredible experience that Baltimore's going to get ready to go through. Um, come do your part, be part of this thing, take some ownership in it. Um, Justin, thank you so much for making time on a busy Monday morning to sit down and, and talk and tell us a little bit about what you guys have in store. Thank you. This has been awesome. Okay, guys, that's it. Uh, for real, get your Light City tickets. I'm going to be there. Nick is going to be there. Everyone else is going to be there. We're going to be hanging out. It's going to be an incredible week-long celebration of this incredible city that we're in. Uh, per usual, if you haven't yet, hit the subscribe button, whether it's your iTunes player, Stitcher Radio, or the SoundCloud app, we're in all those spots. You can find these podcasts on YouTube, so you can rock them at your desk. Uh, if you have a few spare moments, head over to the iTunes store and leave us a quick review. Uh, your reviews help us get found by more people, which helps these great stories of Baltimore businesses get out to more places in the world, which is exactly what we need. Okay. Uh, until next time, this is your host, Patrick Reif, signing off. Keep taking care of each other. Peace.